On this episode of the Dynasty Dumpster Fire podcast, I get into my top dynasty running backs with tears. So get comfortable, grab yourself a snack or a cup of coffee, and let's talk some more dynasty fantasy football. All right, welcome back to the Dynasty Dumpster Fire podcast. This is your host, Tanner or TK, and I just wanted to say welcome back. Thank you for being patient as I took a couple of vacations in the last month or so. As we kind of inch closer to the real-life NFL season and things kind of calm down for us, uh, I expect the podcast to kind of stabilize in terms of the upload schedule. So I'm hoping to try and get one of these episodes out maybe once a week. I haven't decided on a day yet, but I think that that's a realistic goal uh, as we move into the fall. So what I wanted to do today is continue my dynasty tiered ranking series that I began a couple of weeks ago, starting with the quarterback position. Uh, Today we will cover the running back position and I do have plans for the wide receiver and tight end position a little bit later as well. So what I'm going to be doing for this is instead of doing values for each tier, I've kind of just made it simpler and just separated uh, each tier, just kind of separated each group into six different tiers of, of, you know, how valuable I consider them as dynasty fantasy football assets. Uh, So if you are watching on YouTube, I'll have that graphic on the screen for you. And if you are not, uh, if you're listening on Spotify or Apple Podcasts, I'll kind of talk you through each of the the rankings and each of the tiers, tell you maybe some of the reasons why I think they belong there uh, and, and, you know, kind of talk through it that way. So I appreciate you guys tuning in. Thank you so much. uh, And let's talk uh, a little bit of Dynasty running back here. So starting at tier one here. I think that it's pretty straightforward that you know most people have the same person up in a tier by themselves. Uh, I am no, I don't have this the, this running back in a tier by themselves, but I do have them uh, as my dynasty RB one, and that's going to be Bijan Robinson. Bijan Robinson has a lot of things. You know, there's a lot of things to like about Bijan Robinson. You've heard all of the talk about the best prospects in Saquon Barkley and and does it all. And and all of those things are true. Um, What we kind of, you know, what maybe brought him down a little bit in terms of his being an overall top dynasty asset prior to the NFL draft is we didn't quite know what his draft capital would be. We all expected probably late first round uh, because the NFL is obviously trending in a direction where they don't value running backs as highly uh, but then you see the Falcons go and, and spend a top 10 pick on him. And that kind of just solidified the fact that, that he, you know, he's probably poised to be everything that we thought he was going to be. And maybe even better if that's even possible. Um, you know, looking back at his tape at Texas, he kind of does everything. Uh, if you look through even just his highlights, he, he, you know, had huge breakaway runs, uh, was had great vision in terms of hitting the open hole uh, and, and even, you know, was able to, to, kind of gain some big receptions on some on some deep routes as well running out of the slot. So uh, I expect the Falcons to use him 
in a way that's going to be really conducive for fantasy, especially in PPR formats. 21 years of age, right? Has all of the things you want in a dynasty running back. So he probably pretty clearly should be the dynasty running back one. And and that's what I'm seeing in terms of most people's rankings uh, in the space. So again, most people would have him up here in a tier by himself. I don't. I do have one other running back in tier one with him, and that's going to be Brees Hall. Brees Hall, 22 years old, uh, finishes the RB42 last year, and that would have been a lot higher had he not, you know, torn his ACL in week seven. Throughout, through those first six, six and a half games or so, uh, he ended up, you know, rushing for a little over 400 yards, had uh, four TDs. Uh, but what was the really, the really impressive thing was that he had over 200 receiving yards and uh, a receiving touchdown in that, that span as well. And that's also important to keep in mind that the first week or two, uh, he was playing limited snaps behind Michael Carter. And, you know, once we kind of saw him start to break out, it looked like he was on pace to just completely smash and, and, you know, become the clear cut dynasty RB one until he was unfortunately injured in that game against the Broncos, uh, which was definitely pretty sad to see. Good news for Brees Hall. It is a uh, relatively clean ACL tear. There are some meniscus damage as well, but uh, all reports are that he's hoping to be ready for week one. He is on the training camp pup right now, but we know he could easily be removed. So it's important to kind of monitor that going into the season. But I think at 22 years of age, Brees Hall is... Could be could, there could be an argument based on what we saw last season for him to be the overall dynasty running back one, and he's part of an offense that I love and, and definitely want pieces of since Aaron Rodgers came to town uh, with with uh, the New York Jets. Only thing that I think could knock him down a little bit is if they bring in Dalvin Cook, which they've been rumored to be thinking about, and if that's the case, uh, that tells me that he's not quite as far along in his recovery as we hoped. Uh, and that would definitely maybe knock him down maybe a tiny bit. Although based on, again, what we saw last season, he seems to be pretty uh, pretty set up for some long-term success, at least in, in a three- or four-year window, which is hard to get uh, when you, you're, you're talking about Dynasty. All right, so that's going to be the end of our Tier 1. Uh, dropping down to Tier 2 um, – is a guy that two years ago we thought was going to be, you know, or was the dynasty RB one and was being talked about kind of in the same vein as these other two guys. But after a down season last year, kind of marred by injury, poor offensive line play, poor quarterback play in Indianapolis had kind of dropped down a little bit. And, and, and people were, are, you know, kind of started to worry and panic about him. And that's Jonathan Taylor, Jonathan Taylor, 24 years old, finishes the RB 33 last season with 861 yards, four TDs, 28 receptions, and 143 receiving yards. Um, you know, his two seasons prior to that, his numbers obviously looked a lot better. Um, but again, there's lots of things that kind of contributed to his 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 lower performance last year, starting again with he was, you know, there was lots of injuries, uh, small injuries, nothing serious, although he is starting training camp on the pup this year. I do think that that has something to do with his his contract negotiations, but something to kind of monitor. Um, but in terms of the 2023 season, he's coming in uh, as the obviously the unchallenged RB one for the team. Anthony Richardson behind center means that you know typically what we see with rookie quarterbacks, especially ones that are questionable as passers, uh, we see a lot of opportunity for the running back. And I kind of think that this is an opportunity for Jonathan Taylor to kind of break back into 
that comfortable top end RB one range that we kind of saw him in or saw him as leading up to last NFL season, you know, things that might be a little concerning. He's 24 years old, which isn't super old, but again, you got to start thinking about he's, he's next year. He's in a car. He's in a contract year this year, right? This is the end of his uh, rookie deal. I do believe. So, you know, will he get a new contract? We see all the stuff going on with running backs right now. Uh, you know, will that lead to a holdout? You know, all of these, the, the running back position is kind of interesting at, at this point in time for that reason. But I think as of now, 24 years old, you can kind of comfortably throw John Taylor into that, that definitely the top five, but I think uh, the top three in terms of, of dynasty running backs at the current moment. All right. Continuing in this tier, uh, we have a guy that I think is going to be pretty exciting as an NFL running back. He surprised a lot of people with his draft capital when the lions, you know, drafted him relatively early in the first round. Uh, he was a back end first round, you know, early second round ranked prospect kind of going into the draft process. But seeing is, is how invested uh, the, the Lions are in this guy, you know, knowing what he can do as a PPR running back, you've got to have Jameer Gibbs in your top five dynasty running backs. And I've got him in my, you know, tier two right behind Jonathan Taylor. Jameer Gibbs, 21 years old, has that high elite draft capital like Bijan Robinson that we don't really see for running backs nowadays. Um, and again, again, the thing that makes Jameer Gibbs very interesting is although he's not built to be a between the tackles, you know, three down running back, he is arguably one of the best receiving running back prospects that we've seen in quite a long time. And he should get quite a bit of work in Detroit, uh, you know, kind of in tandem with David Montgomery. If you pay attention to fantasy football, Twitter, all over Twitter, you see all kinds of Jameer Gibbs highlights, making big splash receptions, how quick his, his footwork is. Uh, so there's a lot of hype on this guy right now, uh, and and I think it's well warranted. Okay, uh, they were willing to completely ship away, you know, DeAndre Swift for nothing in order to bring this guy in, kind of as their future. And again, pay, you know, they're going to pay top dollar for running backs to this guy, like we saw with Bijan and Atlanta. Uh, so you again, you don't expect them to do that for a guy that's going to get thirty percent of the work. Uh, so Jameer Gibbs, I think, is a great is one of the only you know few guys that I think you can look at long term at the running back position, uh, and I think th- you know those other two guys are are in that top tier. So uh, you know we could be talking about Jameer Gibbs up there in tier one after the season or even during this season, but I think he kind of slots in comfortably right there in uh, the kind of back end of tier two in that top five. So dropping down to tier three. We start to get into some guys that have some minor concerns for one reason or another, but are still kind of that elite tier of NFL running back uh, and dynasty running back in general. And that we're going to start that off with Christian McCaffrey. So Christian McCaffrey, 27 years old, was the RB2 last season after being traded to San Francisco. Uh, there were a few questions when that move happened in terms of will he be able to replicate what he did in Carolina with the amount of weapons and the kind of, you know, all of the mouths there are to feed in San Francisco. And he quickly put all of those concerns to bed when he came out and just completely started smashing. There was a game where he threw, ran, and caught a reception uh, touchdown, um, which I think is, you know, just kind of shows what he's capable of doing. And he was he was healthy pretty much all year last year, which we hadn't been able to say leading up to, you know, in the previous few seasons. So uh, the only main concern for uh, CMC is his age, like I had said. Um, But again, with what he can do and just how good he's been uh, as a running back to this point, 
I, I, I don't think that there's a lot of, of reason you should not have him in your top five. Over 1,100 yards and eight TDs last season, uh, uh, you know, 85 receptions, which is just ridiculous, 741 yards and five TDs. Uh, you know, he can do everything. He's part of one of the best offenses in all of football. Again, the only concern is can he continue to produce at a high level as he goes into or heads towards the age of 28, which we know is 27 and 28 is kind of a cliff for running backs typically. Uh, and, you know, will he be able to continue this success in, in, in an offense full of full of dynasty weapons? But again, you can't go wrong with Christian McCaffrey. He definitely kind of slots in there as uh, as a top five dynasty running back and a guy that any contending squad would uh, would love to have. So staying in tier three, uh, this guy would have maybe been a couple of spots lower had he not just uh, kind of surprisingly yesterday signed a deal and, and reported to training camp after we thought a holdout maybe potentially extending into the season was looming. Uh, and that's Saquon Barkley. So we're going to have Saquon Barkley here in tier three. Saquon is 26 years old, finishes the RB5 last season, kind of had a resurgence in terms of his value and his production after two uh, you know, seasons that were kind of ruined or, or cut short due to injury. Had about over 1,300 rushing yards last season and 10 TDs, 57 receptions, and you know, 338 receiving yards, no receiving touchdowns. Uh, but I do expect that to probably change uh, in this upcoming season. Um, he did sign that one-year deal, uh, f- f- which you know means that we could be having these same discussions if the Giants decide to franchise tag him again next season. Uh, but he also, you know, could be free for free agency. We don't kind of, we don't exactly know what that's going to look like, but we do know for the 2023 season, Saquon Barkley will be playing. Uh, and he was a monster last year in New York. Him and Daniel Jones work very well together. Uh, there are some improved weapons in New York, which should open some lanes up for Saquon a little bit. Uh, you know, Darren Waller was brought in, Paris Campbell, uh, some guys like that. And, you know, Saquon Barkley is a great competing asset is kind of at his peak in terms of production this season and next. And I think as long as you're relatively, you know, relatively decent team working on competing this season or next, I think Saquon's a great, a great asset to have. And if you were able to capitalize in the last couple of weeks with all of this contract talk and be able to kind of buy him a little lower than than you would have been able to before, I think you're really happy with what you're, what you, you know, the outcome of, of those negotiations and what you're going to be able to expect to get this upcoming season. So I've got one more running back in tier three here. Uh, and this is a guy that I'm really high on. Uh, and I think is maybe being a little bit overlooked by some people in the dynasty space because of, uh, you know, a couple of different factors that I'll talk about here in a second, but that's going to be Travis Etienne. So I'm going to have whoops, Travis Etienne kind of slotted in here at the end of tier three behind CMC and Saquon. Travis Etienne, 24 years old, <clears throat> finished as the RB7 last season with over 1,100 yards, five rushing TDs, and, and 35 receptions uh, for over 300 receiving yards. The concerns with Etienne that I typically see are Tank Bigsby being brought in as a third-round running back. You know, People wonder if he's being brought in as a goal line back because Etienne was sort of inefficient last year on the goal line. Uh, and then people are also concerned about his receiving upside uh he was brought into the league as kind of this elite uh ppr receiving running back and throughout his first seat you know his first two seasons but really his only season that he played uh last year he had he didn't really show that uh, i don't know if that's because of his inability to do so or that we over predicted him to be able to to catch passes or if it's because of the way that doug peterson ran this offense or you know the trevor lawrence not checking it down 
Um, <clears throat> I do expect that to kind of improve. You know, we do. I don't think Tank Bigsby was brought in to be a receiving back, although I may be wrong about that. So hopefully ETN starts getting a little bit more of that receiving work this year, but he's young, you know, young enough, 24 years old on one of my favorite ascending offenses with Trevor Lawrence. They brought in Calvin Ridley. Uh, so there's, you know, Evan Ingram was brought back. So there's lots of things to like about Jacksonville. Uh, and there's also not a lot of mileage on, on ETN to be 24 years old either. We have one full NFL season played. Uh, you know, he came in a little older, missed his rookie season because of Liz Frank injury. So I think ETN is, is kind of poised to increase his value maybe slightly. Uh, I definitely believe he'll finish higher than RB 17 this season. Uh, and I think he's a great asset to have if you're in a, you know, couple of year contending window, he's, he's a great younger running back to have in that range. So I do like Travis Etienne and he's in my tier three of running backs. Moving into tier four here, we're going to start off with a guy who is in kind of a more grim situation than Saquon. Now that Saquon has signed his deal, uh, they were kind of in a similar range before this point. Uh, but now this guy is, it seems like this guy and his team are a little bit further away in terms of reaching some kind of agreement and, and that a holdout is a real, a real possibility for this guy. And that's going to be Josh Jacobs, Josh Jacobs, 25 years old, absolutely smashed last year for fantasy football was the RB three had over 1600 rushing yards and 12 TDs also had 400 receiving yards, uh, in an offense that was largely pretty bad outside of him and Devonte Adams. Jacobs, again, is one of these guys that can do everything on the football field and has been largely undervalued both in redraft and dynasty over the last few seasons for some reason, although he's always been a, a high-finishing a high uh, running back and a high-performing running back. The main concern that we have for Jacobs at this current point is we don't expect the Raiders to be very good. And we also think that it's a possibility that he will actually hold out and miss some games. The last report that I saw is that he was on a plane out away from Vegas and that him and the team were, quote, uh, far away from reaching any type of agreement. So I don't know what that looks like. I don't know if how far Jacobs is willing to take this. But if he's playing, he's a guy that you definitely want on your dynasty teams and a guy that I think could be bought for a discount right now, similarly to what I just said about Saquon although his prospects moving forward are a little bit more uncertain. So uh, you've got to kind of keep that in mind, and, and that risk is kind of baked into his value at this current point, but we know how good Josh Jacobs is. All right, continuing in Tier uh, 4, we are going to talk about a guy now that I think is poised for a really huge season this upcoming season. Uh, I don't quite know about how certain his future is, um, but again, this season and maybe next, I think he's, he's really set up for success, and that's Ramondre Stevenson. Ramondre Stevenson was the RB7 last year with 1,040 yards, five touchdowns, you know, 421 receiving yards and a touchdown, had almost 70 receptions. So Ramondre is a great PPR running back and he fits in really well into that New England system with Mac Jones. We do know New England has a new offensive coordinator. Uh, we do know that typically, historically, Bill Belichick has been kind of unwilling to use a bell cow type of running back. There's always usually some kind of committee. But the good news is Damian Harris is now out of town. The only guys at this current moment that are behind Ramondre are uh, Kevin Harris and Pierre Strong. And although I do see some of them maybe mixing in to kind of spell uh, Ramondre from time to time and give him some rest, Ramondre should be a guy that is poised to get quite a bit of work this upcoming season. There are rumors of Dalvin Cook going to New England, so keep an eye out for that. But I think Ramondre is a great asset in Dynasty and Redraft. And I think at only 25 years old, 
Uh, he's a guy that I like to have, especially in PPR leagues with his receiving upside. All righty, we got a couple more guys in tier four here. This is the biggest tier of all. Uh, and we're going to continue on here with Kenneth Walker. Kenneth Walker is a guy who I think would be up there in tier two had Zach Charbonnet not been picked in the second round by Seattle last uh, this draft. Kenneth Walker, 22 years old, had over 1,000 yards as a rookie, nine TDs, um, wasn't very much used in the receiving game. But I do think, you know, he was one of the more explosive runners last year. Uh, he was one of the type those types of guys that would be largely inefficient for most of his runs and then break off a massive, you know, 60-yard touchdown or, or giant run to kind of uh, build some momentum for his offense. Again, Concerns for Kenneth Walker, how are him and Charbonnet used? Are they used 50-50? Is Kenneth Walker a two-down grinder while Charbonnet gets all of the passing work? Who's used on the goal line? Uh, I don't see Kenneth Walker getting any, you know, being used in the receiving game very much. So that's something that kind of knocks him down a little bit below some of these other guys. Uh, But with his age, how good of a runner he is, I do think he belongs in the top 10, at least at this current moment in Dynasty running backs. It just is kind of going to be, you're going to kind of have to just wait and see how the situation in Seattle plays out. You know, it could be a situation like uh, Penny a couple of years ago where he was drafted super highly, but Pete Carroll loved Chris Carson and and Penny didn't get a lot of playing time and kind of worked behind him. It also could be a situation where we literally see a 50-50 committee and with with Charbonnet getting the more valuable touches on the goal line and in the receiving game. And that would, that would knock Kenneth Walker down quite a bit. Uh, in terms of overall running back rankings as well. So something to keep an eye on there. But I do think Kenneth Walker is a great uh, dynasty running back to to have and somebody that, uh, especially in half PPR, that you're definitely going to want some shares of. All righty. <clears throat> as we continue here, we've got a couple more left. I think I have 15 or 16 on my list here. And in terms of time, I do want to not spend t- too much time as we kind of move down the list here on some of these lower tier guys. So bear with me there. But starting off with... Are continuing in tier four here. We've got another running back that I'm very high on this upcoming season, uh, and that is 25-year-old Najee Harris. Najee Harris was RB14 last season, coming off of a RB3 finish as a rookie. Uh, he had over a thousand yards, seven TDs, was used kind of sparingly in the receiving game compared to his rookie season, but still had 41 receptions for 229 yards and three touchdowns. Najee is is set for some improvement in my eyes going into this upcoming season for a couple of different reasons, starting with the fact that the Steelers improved their offensive line pretty significantly. Uh, We also should see some uh, improvement with Kenny Pickett as well as the overall offense as a whole. And his overall health should be better. If you guys remember last year, the first day of training camp, Najee hurt his foot and that lingered all the way up into the bye. It came out later that he was playing with a plate in his shoe and was was uncomfortable with his foot uh, for the the first part of the season. So a fully healthy Najee Harris uh, with a better offensive line, with a better offense as a whole, and, uh, you know, in an offense where he's set up to get the majority of the work is somebody that I definitely would like to have some shares of. Uh, I'm not worried about Jalen Warren. Uh, We've seen how much they want to use Najee. We've seen that he can be explosive at times, and we've seen that he is capable of being a good pass catcher. It all kind of just depends on his his ability to be efficient, right? Um, He was more efficient towards the end of last season, but in the beginning of the season there, when he was, when he was injured, he was, he was very inefficient. Uh, And and he took a kind of a a tank in terms of his overall value uh, at that current point, uh, at that point last season. So, 
One more running back in tier four before we move on to our last couple of guys in the final two tiers, and that's going to be Tony Pollard. Tony Pollard is a guy that if he was a little bit younger, I think uh, we would have him a couple of ranks higher here. He is 26 at this point. Last season was the RB8 with over 1,000 rushing yards, 1,007. Uh, had had quite a few TDs as well and was used very heavily in the receiving game. Uh, 39 receptions, 371 yards, and three TDs. I do expect that number to go up with the departure of Zeke. I expect all of his numbers to go up, and, and we're expecting him to be used pretty much as a almost like one of the, the very few bell cows in the league. The concerns that I have for Tony Pollard, again, are his age. He's 26 and has never really had an opportunity as an RB1 to this point, so we kind of have to see what that's going to look like. The other concern I have is with the departure of Kellen Moore, what does this offense look like? The the new OC and, and McCarthy seem to have tendencies to kind of slow things down a little bit, and that's not Tony Pollard's game, right? The Cowboys and, and Pollard kind of thrive on being a fast-paced, you know, explosive type of offense. And and if that goes away, I don't know exactly what Tony Pollard looks like this upcoming season. I don't love him uh, on my dynasty teams personally. If I had any of him, I would probably be trying to sell and cash out. But if you're competing, he's a fine asset to have. Uh, has overall RB1 potential if the pace of play keeps up for uh, the, the Cowboys. We just kind of have to see what that looks like. And, and we also have to see if anyone else is brought in to play behind him right now. There's nobody, but we we've seen other players being kind of linked to the Cowboys so to see what that looks like, see what the workload looks like. Um, but <clears throat> all things are indicating that Tony Pollard is, is back to full health and should be kind of ready to, for a big season this upcoming year. All right, two more tiers here in, uh, in our dynasty running back ranks. If you've made it this far, I do appreciate you sticking around and listening. All the support is great. Um, I, I've seen uh, the podcast grow quite a bit in the last month or so, and I do appreciate everybody checking it out, new and 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 you know, subscribe listeners. Uh, if you're on Apple uh, Podcasts or Spotify, give it a like. Uh, feel free to save it. You know, follow the podcast. If you're on YouTube, same kind of thing. Any kind of interaction is helpful. So I do appreciate. Uh, those of you guys sticking around and hanging out with me and, and chatting some dynasty today. Starting off tier five, we have a guy who I think honestly should be the favorite to be the overall RB one this upcoming season with how things are kind of playing out for him in his offense and what his potential workload is looking at, as well as some of the reports uh, that we've been seeing out of out of camp. And that's Nick Chubb on on the Cleveland Browns. Nick Chubb would be significantly higher uh, if it wasn't for his age, twenty seven years old. Uh, we know, again, that that's not the safest running back uh, age. We start to see a, historically a significant decline in production at that age. Uh, but last season was the RB6, um, had over 1,500 yards and 12 rushing touchdowns, uh, was used a little bit in the receiving game. We knew that role always, you know, typically was given to Kareem Hunt in years past, <clears throat> had 239 receiving yards and one touchdown. Well, now Kareem Hunt is gone. Uh, there's no one really behind him to take a significant amount of work. So uh, all reports are indicating that Nick Chubb is is going to be a three down back for the Browns. And we all are kind of expecting the Browns to take a step up in terms of their overall uh, production and quality of their offense this upcoming season. We expect Sean Watson to be better, better. They brought in a couple of new weapons, you know, Elijah Moore uh, and some guys like that. So, uh, you know, we're kind of hoping that, he's given the amount of work that we're projecting. And if he is, I do think he, he has RB one overall upside. 
The only main concern is if you're not a heavy uh, competing team, it's a little bit concerning in terms of his overall long-term outlook. But you got to have Nick Chubb in there when you're talking about, you know, high-quality, pure rushers. You know, Nick Chubb should be there. On the flip side, uh, if you're talking about PPR running backs, you can't talk about PPR running backs without talking about Austin Eckler, the RB1 last season, 28 years of age, uh, wasn't, you know, didn't even have a thousand yards as a rusher, but had 13 TDs. I do expect that number to come down, although we did say that last year or the year before, and, and it, that number was relatively consistent. But 722 receiving yards, 100 receptions, and five rush, uh, five receiving TDs. We expect that offense to take a leap with Kellen Moore. <clears throat> Justin Herbert got paid. You know, lots of things are trending right for the Chargers. So I think Austin Eckler is a great competing asset. The only main concern, again, is age. Uh, and, you know, as we move towards the, you know, throughout the season, this is his last season on contract with the team. So what does that look like in the future? So for this season, love Austin Eckler for the future. Not super sure. All right. A couple more guys here. We're going to finish up. Uh, Javante Williams belongs in this tier. Somehow avoided the pup, which I think is extremely interesting. Uh, after a pretty nasty knee injury, only 23 years old, was injured week four, so we don't have a lot of data on him from last season. If the Broncos give Javante Williams a full workload, he's he look he's explosive. He he could ascend into uh, a much higher tier. The concern is they brought in Samaj P. Ryan, and they don't want to give either one of their backs all of the work. So. Uh, it's not something, somebody that I love a lot, uh, but somebody that I think has a lot of potential and somebody that I think is maybe a buy or was a buy maybe before the pup news uh, in training camp, but somebody that I think is still something that is kind of falling off some people's radars. Last guy in this tier, Damian Pierce, 23-year-old, uh, second-year running back, uh, was very solid last year for fourth-round running back. It was the RB28 overall, but it was injured and missed some games, had 939 yards and four TDs. Uh, that number would have been higher had he not missed some time and was on part of was not part of the arguably worst offense uh, in the entire NFL last season. Concerns for Damian Pierce that puts him down here in this the bottom of tier five. Poor draft capital, no receiving upside, uh, and is part of an offense that we don't expect to be great this upcoming season either. Although <clears throat> he he did surprise last season, so we'll have to kind of see what that looks like moving forward. All right couple more guys to talk about here. I'm just going to move through these relatively quickly here so I can wrap up. <clears throat> Zach Charbonnet is the end of Tier 5 for me. Do think he has the potential to, to jump up a lot higher and even jump Kenneth Walker uh, if he performs this upcoming season with his ability to catch the ball. Also 22 years old, same draft capital, part of the same offense, has the same investment as Kenneth Walker. We just have to kind of see what his usage looks like. All right, let's uh, hammer out a couple more guys here at the end, and then we'll wrap this up. Derrick Henry, Tier 6, 29 years old. But we know what Derrick Henry is. Who knows? Maybe he'll play until he's 35 and just be this extreme outlier. Was the RB4 last year. Had over 1,500 yards, 13 TDs. Biggest concern is his age. <clears throat> uh, we also don't quite know what the Tennessee offense will look like, although DeAndre Hopkins kind of helps their prospects a little bit. Um, again, competing asset. Derrick uh, Henry hasn't has yet to show us you know, decline. So we'll have to just kind of address that when it happens. But as of now, I do believe he belongs uh, in our top 20 or so dynasty running backs couple more guys, kind of honorable mentions here that I'll tack on to the end before we wrap things up. Uh, Miles Sanders, <clears throat> I think, is, is poised for a big year in Carolina. Only 26 years old, got a decent contract, uh, kind of is set to, you know, is able to do it all. Uh, J.K. Dobbins, a little concerned about the fact that he is still having some issues with his knee, is also kind of ho potentially holding in for a contract, so we don't really know what that looks like. 
but is only 24, <clears throat> has been largely efficient throughout his career uh, as part of an offense that should be better. Uh, so keep an eye on Dobbins. We've got a couple more guys here. Aaron Jones, again, biggest concern is age, probably on a regressed offense here with the departure of Aaron Rodgers, 28 years old. And then Cam Akers. Cam Akers has potential to be an outlier in terms of Achilles injury running backs. I just don't know, you know, if he, he he's expected to get most of the work this season. Don't know what his long-term outlook looks like, but he is set up to be uh, the kind of, you know, maybe three down running back in LA and looks really good towards the end of last season. That's the, that's going to be where I cut this off for the sake of time here. Uh, I could continue to go on and, and maybe do top 24 or so, but I think these are the guys uh, that I kind of wanted to discuss. And these are my top t- uh, six tiers and my, t- my top rankings here. So again, thank you for checking it out and, and hanging out with me today. Uh, be on the lookout for some more content coming as the season comes along. Again, thanks for all of the support and hanging out with me and, and, and chatting Dynasty running backs. Be on the lookout for the receiver video and the tight end video coming for, uh, moving forward. And thanks for checking it out.